Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Raw and the Cooked, your home for cooking inspiration plus raw and honest book reviews. Episodes alternate between my two passions, maintaining a simple and efficiently run kitchen and keeping up with this year's hottest books. I hope after each episode, you take away a new idea for your kitchen or a new book recommendation. I'm your host, Dara Boxer, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello, my friends. I am so happy you're here today. Uh, Things in our world are going well. Um, They definitely are. Don't get me wrong. However, this morning, our refrigerator just just broke and is no longer functioning. Um, It's been a slow burn. We noticed in June um, that the freezer portion wasn't like freezing our food properly. And then a few weeks after that, the ice maker stopped working. And so anyway, we put in a service call and it turns out that the compressor, which is like basically like the main, uh, portion of a a fridge freezer was not only, uh, broken, like it it was just so beyond repair that they decided to, to replace it. Um, which is fine. Uh, however, because of delays and supply chain, I swear, if I hear the word supply chain one more time, I'm going to scream. But, uh, anyway, according to this supply chain and the limited, uh, whatever, it's going to be a couple of weeks and, you know, we were like, whatever, like, you know, we'll just empty out the freezer. We, we can just make do without ice. Um, and then, uh, you know, we're still waiting for this compressor part to come in. And, and then this morning we opened up the fridge and it was very obvious that it was no longer cooling. So we are without our refrigerator, which, uh, for someone who cooks as much as they do, it's, it's going to be a little bit of a challenge. Uh, you know, we're okay. We're going to hang in there. Thank God we have a working refrigerator and freezer in our garage. Um, but our garage is a level below our kitchen. Unfortunately, we do not have a garage off of the kitchen like a lot of people have situated. So yeah, that's kind of uh, what's happening with us. Uh, But you know what? Anyway, we're just going to move on. Like things are fine. Like we're fine. We're going to get through this. So today is episode 16 and it is a book episode. I actually had another book episode written out, uh, but I had recently finished The Push by Ashley Audrain, and I knew I needed to bump up what I already had scheduled to record to tell you about this book, like immediately. So let me just start off and say, wow, uh, this book destroyed me. Like it got under my skin and then ripped out my bones one by one. It was impossible to stop reading. And whenever I finally was able to tear myself away, uh, this book just haunted me. Like it haunted me while I cooked. It haunted me while I folded laundry, while I played with my children. It just consumed like every fiber of my being. And maybe this is like a really dramatic introduction to the push, but let me tell you, it brought up every emotion I have ever experienced about motherhood, um, including the really intense ones like rage, pure joy, emotional despair, like that really intense hormonal depression, just like every single one of us have, has experienced one or, or all of these different emotions, uh, at one point or another, sometimes all three within the same like 60 seconds. Um, but you know, this type of love, like the relation. Oh my God, sorry for that noise. My, my cat just entered my studio uh, and tried to open my closet door with his claw. So um, just 
not really feeling up to editing tonight because it's just been a day. So we're just going to ignore that. Uh, anyway, what was I even saying? Just the relationship that a child has with its mother and like, it's just, it is, it is the most pure, raw, like blissful, like all, all of the emotions are wrapped up into like the type of love that a mother has for their child. Um, you know, it's just nothing short of jarring and beautiful. And yeah, I mean, we're going to unpack all of that for sure. But before we do, I just wanted to let you know right off the bat that I had rated it five out of five stars on Goodreads. Um, so if you know anything about me, you'll know that if a book yanks at my heartstrings, like it's going to get an automatic five stars from me, just like end of story period. And another thing about me, uh, multi-generational family dramas are one of my favorite types of books to read. And the, this book, the push, it explores the mother daughter relationship four generations deep. Um, it's just rich and it's woven into the story really well. Uh, our main character Blythe, um, she is our narrator for pretty much the entire story. It's all her point of view, um, which also worked out really nicely. Um, so, uh, Blythe's mother and her grandmother fell short in the nurturing, uh, slash good mother category. Um, but Blythe and her husband are determined to break the cycle, uh, right? Because I feel like nothing breaks a generational cycle of, of trauma and just like not such great behavior, like nothing cures it other than awareness. Uh, that's definitely the first step and then like active decisions to like move past it. And for me, I just think that there's something really deep and profound about like books that are written like this because it is just so raw and real. And if I feel like if I could only describe the push in one word, it would just be raw. Like it really gets under your skin and makes you think. Um, so for me, like just I loved everything about it. Um, so right awareness and just, wow, like the setup for the book is just everything for me. Um, and breaking generational cycles is just something that just really strongly appeals to me, uh, on, on just so many different levels. Um, but more importantly, I felt like the execution of this book and the follow through, um, beyond just the setup, it was just bound to be remarkable. And so, yeah, here we are. Um, so without exploring too much, cause I feel like it's, it's hard to talk about this book without giving away anything huge. Um, but just a, like a very vague overview on um, Blythe and her first baby, a, another girl, uh, they don't bond. Um, really at all uh, and throughout the course of her her daughter's life. Um, as a newborn, uh, Blythe really struggled with postpartum depression and her baby was really colicky and tough. Um, and uh, you know, the toughness and like the rawness of, of new motherhood, like that brought me right back to my early days with Naomi because like it is a struggle in the beginning, right? Like it's just hard. Um, anyway, so you know, the years are passing, uh, but it's beginning to seem like there, there just isn't something isn't right with her daughter, Violet. Um, things keep happening. Uh, and, and, uh, Blythe is sort of like the only one who sees this. Her husband kind of turns a blind eye to a lot of things. Uh, so it really makes you question whether or not Blythe is making this up or, you know, if it's like her deep rooted, like unnurturing, character that's just like so ingrained with her because like right her mother and her grandmother 
kind of had this like really uh, just just lack of maternal gene, I guess for her, but I guess the best way I could describe it. Um, so, you know, we're really not sure, like, is this Blythe? Like, is she just not connecting with her child? Like what's up? Right. Um, and it really, uh, there are a lot of aspects about it that make you think of the other novel, which also was turned into a movie. There's something about Kevin. Um, I saw multiple reviews on Goodreads that explored the parallels between the two books. And I, I feel it's a little unfair to, to judge or, um, compare just because like every book is so unique. Um, but, but yeah, so anyway, um, and again, not spoiling anything, um, but there's a terrible event that occurs when Blythe and her husband have their second baby. And this event happens shortly after, oh my God, I don't know if you guys can hear that, but my cat is doing something in another room and it is so loud. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I just, do not feel like editing tonight. So you guys are just going to have to listen to like clanking of God knows what. Anyway, so um, Blythe and her husband, they have a second baby, a little boy named Sam. And a bit past his first birthday, this like horrible event occurs. Um, and it's essentially how old my, my sweet little baby Ezra is. And so it's like absolutely painful to read about Blythe's experience and just like the absolute despair that's just dripping off of every single page. Um, I mean, this, this event that occurred is essentially like the linchpin of the entire story, but like the, the rawness and just the vivid details that go into like the pain that, that consumes her, it's just impossible. Um, and it just, oh my gosh, I, I don't know. Like it was really hard to not think about my Ezra, like while reading about the, her, her boy. Um, so maybe that's a little bit silly, but there's just something like really earth shattering about like being in a similar situation. I don't know. Anyway, so that's kind of like where my mind went and probably why it pulled me a little bit harder than it should have. Um, but I just thought it was like a really wonderfully done book. Um, there were so many moments that were just incredibly cringeworthy and were just impossible to look away. Like, like just so many scenes and, and chapters were just, you're cringing on this woman's behalf. Um, it was just so good. It was a slow burn. Definitely. I don't know if I would like classify it as a psychological drama, but like, let me tell you, it is a page turner and you will be as hooked as I was. Um, so again, yeah, just simply a masterpiece. And it, it just spoke to me on a lot of different levels. And I would pick up the author's next book in a heartbeat. And I really hope she publishes more in the future because just so dark, so good. And yeah, I hope you guys decide to give it a chance. Um, and I've decided I'm going to keep my episodes that focus on one book just on the shorter side. So I think we're going to wrap up here. Um, but before we sign off, I wanted to share a, what did we have for dinner last night segment and last night, which I, I guess was the last night I cooked having a working refrigerator in my kitchen. So hopefully everyone really appreciated that. Um, so we had, uh, we had our chicken thighs that I, um, I browned in a Dutch oven with butter, uh, set aside. Uh, and then I simmered 
sliced onions, garlic, flour, white wine, diced tomatoes, uh, and uh, let that come to a simmer. Then put back the chicken and its juices, uh, popped everything in the oven after putting on a tightly uh, fitting lid, and let that roast for about 40 minutes at 350, which finishes off the chicken. And then afterwards, I put in rough chopped Kalamata olives and parsley. And this meal came about a couple of weeks ago when I had um, just a couple of leftover chicken thighs that needed to be cooked for the week, and I really didn't know what else to put with it. So I just decided to go shopping in my pantry and my fridge and see what we could come up with. And I'm really glad that we did. Um, because we have had it multiple times uh, in the last couple of weeks, and it's just been really fun to to make. So now I like actually actively plan for it. So yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers for a speedy uh, repair with our refrigerator and just all the things that come with it. I really appreciate you guys tuning in week after week, and I will see you back here uh, the following Thursday. <laughs>